Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 to 11. I'm reading from the King James. Philippians 3, 1 to 11. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. Amen. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he had whereof he might trust in the flesh, I the more circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. Verse 6 Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Verse 7 But what things were gained to me, those are counted laws for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but laws for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dunk, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. 10. That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. I repeat 10. That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. The word of God. Amen. Uh, our speaker this morning is Reverend Daniel Annan. What an awesome God we serve. Unchangeable, indescribable, uncontainable. He's an amazing God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you but I know that before the end of this year things will start changing I don't know about you but I know that in 2019 I am moving to a higher level <laughs> the old has gone and the new 
will come in Jesus name hallelujah put your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated <laughs> Ooh, what an amazing God <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall and be nobody will stop your joy Today we have come into the labor ward of Jesus. Every pregnant woman expects to finish the pregnancy term with the birth of a baby. And when she goes into labor and the pains become intense, the intervals very close to each other, she knows that the time of delivery is near. When she enters into the labor ward, Today, somebody has entered the labor world like this. I mean, you didn't come like this. You came like this. Hmm. She expects to come out with that, out of that place with a baby. Today, we have all come into the labor world of Jesus Christ. He is the doctor who has never or better still, will never lose or fail any patient. Jesus is the hope for the hopeless, the helper for the helpless, the strength for the weak, the life for humanity, and the light for those who are in darkness. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That darkness will not overcome you. The sickness, the pain will not overcome you. The situation you are facing will not overcome you. I see certain walls coming down. I see ancient mountains crumbling. Chains breaking. Prison doors are opening. I see captives being set free. I see the prisoners shouting that Jesus is Lord. His name is above every name. I love to praise the name of Jesus. Tell somebody I love to praise the name of Jesus. Because at his name every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is amazing, I tell you. Hmm. <laughs> Even though we go through several challenges and trials, the Bible says in all these things we are more than conquerors. We may be going through some afflictions, but we can look at the word of God and take the word of God and declare that in all these things I am more than a conqueror. No matter what you are going through, the word of God is more powerful than AIDS. The word of God is more powerful than cancer. Today we apply the word of God into our situation. We look at our body. We look at our soul. We look at our spirit. And we declare that we are more than conquerors. No weapon fashioned by the enemy shall prevail against us. We declare that every arrow that the enemy has sent against us today... Whilst we were asleep, it shall return to sender. If they come in one way, they shall flee in seven directions. 
every mouth that has opened against you in secret places, may God shut the mouths of those lions. The Bible says that he, he, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Brothers and sisters, this is your time of delivery. You will finish well. You will finish well. Tell somebody sitting by you, you will finish well. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 18, it says, for surely, in the Amplified Version, it says, for surely, there is a latter end and a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. Joseph's brothers tried to kill his dream. They tried to give him a stillbirth dream, but they could not. And the enemy will not be able to kill your dream. Whatever God has promised concerning your life shall come to pass. Just as the enemy could not stop Joseph, so the enemy cannot stop you. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. Because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. And we declare that those who are with you are more than those who are against you. Beloved, the Pharaoh tried to kill the Hebrew children. Told the midwives that when they bring forth and you see a son, kill him. But when you see a daughter, let them leave. The Hebrew midwives took their own decision because they feared God. And when the Pharaoh asked them, why did you not kill these Hebrew boys? These Hebrew boys. Why did you not kill them? Listen to their answer. They said, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. We are not like the Egyptian women. For us Christians, we are not like the worldly people. He said, the Egyptian women are vigorous. And they give birth before the midwives arrive. Before your enemy arrives, you will have given birth. I mean, before your enemy knows what you are about, you will have established businesses and companies. Before the enemy realizes what you are about, I tell you, you will be the owner of many lands. Before the enemy realizes what is happening, you will be walking down this aisle with your own spouse. In Jesus' name. I say you will finish well. Whatever you have started, you will finish well. Why? Because of the name of Jesus that you bear. You bear the DNA of Jesus Christ. If you are a child of God, you bear the name of Jesus Christ. And let me explain something to you. The name of Jesus is above every name. The name of Jesus is above everything that you can think or imagine. Nothing is comparable to the name of Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, demons scatter. At the name of Jesus, there is healing and deliverance. Beloved, there is something about the name of Jesus Christ. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is peace in the name of Jesus. There is joy in the name of Jesus. There is hope in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. There is revival in the name of Jesus. There is restoration in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. And I declare that there is power in the name of Jesus. Miracles happen in the name of Jesus. Breakthroughs manifest in the name of Jesus. 
demons flee in the name of Jesus. Chains break in the name of Jesus. Ancient mountains move in the name of Jesus. Prison doors are opened in the name of Jesus Christ. Curses are broken. Lives are transformed. Relationships are restored. All in the name of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you one thing. When the, those who carry children and are pregnant, they get to the labor ward. There is one thing that they might do. You have a responsibility also. And that responsibility is that you must also push. You must also push. Tell somebody, push. 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 This morning we are pushing. We will pray until something happens. I said we shall pray until something happens. If the person sitting beside you is, I mean, not being friendly, just push the person. Push the person. <laughs> As Christians, we need to remind ourselves daily that our beginning and everything in between to our life's end is by the grace of God. It is by grace that we have been saved. It is by grace that we live. It is by grace that we will be received into eternal glory. However, this grace should not be taken in vain. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1, it says, As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Beloved, today's sermon is finishing well. Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says, The end of a matter is better than the beginning, and patience is better than pride. We should not allow the enemy to paralyze us with our weakness or disabilities. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Beloved, and I want to assure you, you may be gathering sticks, but God has a miracle for you. Just as the widow was gathering sticks and thought that was the end of everything. It is just the beginning. Because I know that you will finish well. Beloved, we want to look at some divine principles for finishing well. Number one is trust God. Trust God and do not put any confidence in the flesh. When you trust God, you prayerfully place everything, including your life, in his hands. And it involves the humble submission of our heart, our spirit and soul and might in reverence, obedience, obedience to God. And when we do this, our battles become God's battles. Our pain becomes his pain and our enemies become his enemies. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When we trust God and allow him to direct our lives, we shall finish well. Since he is directing the course of our lives, all that we need to do is just follow. And we know that God will lead us beside the still waters. He will lay a table before us in the presence of our enemies. God will surely bring us to a good finish. Amen. The Apostle Paul's absolute trust in God is evidenced by his attitude. Even while he was in prison. Chained, beaten, bloody, and in pain, he could still say to the Christians in Philippi, in Philippians 3.1, he says, Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. 
This is somebody who is in chains with guards all around him, beaten, bloody, and in pain. And yet he says, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. How many of you have been in prison? Even if you have been there, you raise your hand. I mean, why should you raise it? Everything you do will be held against you. Having to seen Christians, when they say that you'll be sitting by somebody, talking and turning and playing and everything, immediately the person comes forward and there's deliverance and the person falls, somersaults, spits, and does all sorts of things. And then if the person with delivering is not that matured and says that I see the spirit of witchcraft in this person, the moment they finish and that person goes to sit beside the person, shift and cl close up the gaps. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even when he was in prison on the threat of death, he still preached to the guards and is jealous. So for him, whether out of prison or in prison, he was still preaching. And it was good for, I mean, the, the guards, it, it, I mean, his congregation just kept on changing. It started increasing. Because the next day, another guard, set of guards will come. He gives them the gospel. They accept Jesus Christ. Then they go. Then another one too will come. He gives them the gospel. They accept Jesus. And another one will come. So for him, it was ministry. Whether in pain or in joy, it was ministry. I pray that whether you are going through challenges or anything, the word of God will not be changed in your, in your lives. You will be able to speak the word of God. And so Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Bible Psalm 125 verse 1 says that those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. When you trust in the Lord, you can put down every stronghold and take down the giants that oppose you. Oh, you can. When you trust God, nothing will be impossible for you. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, bow. They, they, they said, we won't bow. They said, bow. We won't bow. And it's okay. Now we shall see the test. Let's go. And they dropped them in the fire. And when they got into the fire, the fire became air conditioned. They refused to bow. They trusted God that even if it is death, we shall not bow. We shall trust God. I speak to some sisters in this place that no matter how many times you have tried to get that employment, don't bow to any man. Don't bow to any man. I speak to some sisters here. No matter how long it has delayed in getting married, don't just accept any man's proposal. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just stay, stay and trust God in your own time, in God's good time you will have somebody of God's own choice. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My recent wife, and I haven't told her I'm going to say this, but I'll say it anyway. You know, she waited on God. Waited on God. About 50 years, and when the church calls for singles fellowship, she went there. And then she will meet 20-year-olds and 23 and 25 people. But she never gave up. She still trusted God. And she was serving God. How do I know it? His pastor gave that testimony. Her pastor gave that testimony. Always trusting God. Never, I mean, wavering in faith. Believing God. Until she was past 50. And she was still trusting God. 
And beloved, guess who came along the way? That is why Job said, even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, trust God. When you go through rivers of difficulty, trust God. When you walk through the fire of oppression, trust God. When you lose your loved one, trust God. When you lose your job, when you have no food on the table, when you have no money in the bank, when people misunderstand or lie about you, when your children are disobedient and wayward, and this one, uh, some will not say it, but say it anyway. When your spouse is a wolf in the home, but clothed as a sheep in the church. I see some wives pushing their husbands. <laughs> I see some husbands trying to take some handkerchief from their pocket. Don't worry, there's air here, so you're sweating. When you lose all material things, and when you fail that examination or that interview, <laughs> one day Jesus was preaching, and when he finished, he told Simon, just launch out into the deeps. And he said, Master, we, we've toiled all night, and we haven't caught anything. But at your word, but at your word, I will do it. After toiling all night, it's not easy to listen to somebody in that circumstance. But Peter said, at your word. And the Bible says, when they obeyed, they caught so much fish that their nets began to break. They had to signal some people to come and help them. And those who came, even they also they got their nets started breaking. The ship started sinking because of the abundance of fish. Hallelujah. Today, because you have trusted God, not only you, but your household shall have an abundance. Yeah. Oh, that amen was too small. Yeah. That amen could only shake some demons in this room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paul said in Philippians 3, 7 to 9, But whatever was my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, rubbish, some versions say dung, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Then he says, Wonderful text. Most of us know it. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Beloved, the second principle that will enable you to finish well is to strive to increase your knowledge of God. Paul said, I want to know Christ. I desire, my life's aim, my life's goal is to know Christ. Having knowledge of God is not only the possession of academic facts, of theology, but it includes the practice and the evidence of a changed life that comes through grace and is by faith in Christ. The question is, do you know God or do you know about God? Ask somebody, do you know God 
or do you know about God? Do you know God or do you know about God? The seven sons of Sceva, they knew about God and they tried to do the things that Paul and the disciples and apostles were doing. So they got this demon oppressed person into a room. They should have done it outside, but they did it in a room. The demon said, that's fine. It's all right. They started saying, come out. The demon said, no problem. They said, come out. The demon said, no problem. They said, come out. The demon said, no problem. They said, come out. The demon said, enough is enough. He locked the door. Those seven people. The Bible says he gave them such a whipping. They ran out naked and bloody. I can imagine seven people looking for the door. I pity the last one. <laughs> Daniel eleven thirty two b But the people who know their God shall be strong and shall carry great exploits. You do great exploits. Those who know God are people of prayer. Those who know God love and obey the word of God. Those who know God are dead to sin and alive to righteousness. Those who know God bear the fruit of the Spirit. Those who know God are yielded to and led by the Holy Spirit. Those who know God are active in sharing their faith. Those who know God, they give their time, talent, and treasure voluntarily, sacrificially, and joyfully to the work of the Lord. Those who know God, they have a humble and teachable spirit. Those who know God, they love people, especially those in the family of God, and they show it. Those who know God, they resist false doctrine and practices and are bold witnesses for the Lord. And by their diligent exposition of the truth, which is the word of God, many are set free. Brothers and sisters, in these last days, we need more and more people who truly know and teach the eternal and unadulterated holy word of God. We are tired of people who come and give wrong teaching, leading many astray, leading many astray. And they form cues. They form cues and pay huge sums of money. Beloved, know God, know his word, and learn the right doctrine. And all this begins when a sinner repents of his sins or his sins and receives Jesus and believes in his name. That person becomes a child of God, born of the Spirit, and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. That person is a born-again Christian. Beloved, Colossians 1 verse 10 and 13 says, And we pray this in order that we may live a life worthy of the Lord, and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. For He rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And that brings us to the third principle. Live in the resurrection power. Or living by, uh, in the power of his resurrection. Philippians 3.13 says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Ephesians 1.19 says, And his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ Jesus, when he raised him from the dead and seated him, at his right hand in the heavenly places. Beloved, that same power that raised Christ from the dead will lift you from wherever you are falling. Today we pray that the resurrection power be activated in your life. 
the power of sin over your life is broken and the resurrection power now works in you. May that resurrection power enable you to do greater works for the Lord. May the resurrection power move you into a higher level of ministry and anointing. Beloved, the initial theme that formed the message of the apostles in the book of Acts was the resurrection of Jesus Christ and salvation that comes in his name. Acts 4, 9 to 10, after Peter and Paul and John had raised that uh, cripple, they took them, jailed them, and later on, they questioned them. They answered and said, if we have been called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple, and I asked how he was healed, they know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, by whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In the resurrection, we are divinely empowered to live a new life. We are alive to God in Christ Jesus. In the resurrection, we have the assurance that one day Jesus will come again, just as he promised. In the resurrection, we have the assurance that death is not the end. In the resurrection, we have the assurance that all believers will rise with glorified bodies to reign and be forever with the Lord. In the resurrection, we also have the assurance that sinners will also rise but to condemnation, to hell, to spend eternity in hell with the devil and his demons. That is not your place. This one, you won't say amen. Tell the person, that is not your place. In the power of his resurrection, there is healing and deliverance. In the power of his resurrection, the kingdom of God is manifested through miracles, signs, and wonders. Beloved, we go to the last of the principle, godly principles. And that is, be prepared to share in his suffering. That one, we don't often hear people teaching that one. Or preaching about suffering. These days we see pastors who think that they should be above everybody in the congregation. We see pastors and ministers of God displaying wealth, opulence, lavish. And they preach that as for Christians, you should not suffer. That is not the full gospel. That is just part of the gospel. That is just part of the gospel. Suffering is part of salvation message. Suffering is part. It doesn't mean that God does not love you. Beloved, we are called not only to believe in Christ, but also to share in his suffering. Listen to Philippians 1.29. It says, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Not only to believe, but also to suffer for him. Did you hear that? 1 Peter 2, 21. And this one, the men's fellowship. In his steps. In his steps. Which of his steps are you talking about? Huh? The one with four-wheel drives, houses, nice jobs. First hmm. Peter 2.21 says, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. To this you were called 
because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should what? Follow in his steps. His steps include joy. It includes liberty. But it also includes suffering. Whether you clap or not, that is what the word of God says. <laughs> Beloved, Paul suffered a lot for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here we are not talking about suffering when you do something wrong. We are talking about suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you stand your ground and you're not giving, and you know that things are difficult, but still you say no. Amen. That is suffering for the cause of Christ. And Paul said in Romans 8, 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. There is a far greater glory that is about to be revealed in us. Our suffering cannot compare to that. The Bible says, remember Jesus Christ, 2 Timothy 2, 8, 9. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I'm suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not changed. God's word can never be changed. God's word can never be changed. I said God's word will never be changed. And therefore, his blessings and promises concerning your life will also not be changed. Your barrenness will cease. Your affliction will not rise a second time. You shall not just survive. You will be fruitful and increase. Every dry bone in your life shall come to life. God will give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness. God will give you an abundance of grain and new wine. Your jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry. Beloved, every oppression will become a blessing. Every obstacle in your way shall turn into a miracle. You will pursue and you will overtake and you will recover. You will not die in poverty. You will not die a pauper. There will be no stagnation in your life. We declare today that from today promotion is yours. We declare that every Egyptian that has worried you in 2018, just as you are about to cross into 2019, they shall not follow you. You will not see them again. We refuse to see those Egyptians because the Lord will fight for us. May God replace every bitter experiences with better expectations. May God make a way where there is no way. As you enter 2019, we declare that every Jericho wall that the enemy has set up on 31st December 2018, we command those Jericho walls to come down. Let them come down because we are moving in with the power of the Holy Ghost, and we shall finish well. Every gravestone that is blocking your deliverance shall be rolled away. As you trust God, you will finish well. As you strive to know him better, you will finish well. As you live in the power of the resurrection, you will finish well. As you suffer for his name's sake, you will finish well. The cloud above you may be small, but there is the sound of abundance of rain. Abundance of favor, abundance of miracles, abundance of blessings, abundance of joy. The Lord will repay you for the years the locals have eaten. The glory of this present house will be greater than the former. 
And though your beginning was small, yet your latter end shall greatly increase. My brothers and sisters, by the grace of God Almighty, who rules and reigns in the heavens and on the earth and under the earth, we declare as the body of Christ that we shall finish well. In Jesus' name, amen.